Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Twenty-three minutes now before four o'clock. In the studio with us now is Lieutenant Colonel Joe Albert. The Colonel was a joint ch- joint staff officer for the Joint Chiefs of Staff at the Pentagon. He has done just about everything from Desert Storm, Desert Shield, Somalia, Rwanda, and he is our military analyst. And we had hoped to get him here at about quarter after three, and darn traffic. So we'll blame PennDOT for that. But he is here, and and don't lose hope because we know that many people have called about this whole situation with Giuliani and the Fox poll. We'll get to that later, but the Colonel is in the studio. How are you, Colonel? I'm fine, Frank. It's always a pleasure to be here. Now, folks, last time he was here, usually one of my last questions is, okay, uh, after we're talking about whatever we're talking about, is there any part of the world that we should be looking at or paying attention to that you are that we're not? And he said, and I went back and I listened to the tape, and he said, well, I think you should keep your eye on Turkey and Syria. (laughs) So at the end of this program, we're going to ask him to pick the Powerball numbers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if we can do that, we'll split the ticket. So the basic question here, Colonel, is what the heck is going on? Well, in all honesty, I think the president made a difficult decision that perhaps he shouldn't have made. And for one reason only, that this would never happen if we still had our forces there. However, if you look at what we had there, it was a minimal number. We were in basically a support role. And the situation around is totally crumbling. And you have to look just not at Syria and what Turkey is doing, but the entire region. And... As we talked the last time, international politics and strategy is like an octopus. It's all interconnected. And the key to behind this, believe it or not, is our good buddy, Mr. Putin, in Russia. Now, you have to understand the relationship between Turkey, Russia, Iran, and Syria. Assad in Syria is just sitting there holding on to his throne by his uh, fingernails. As soon as the Russians have had enough of him, he's gone. However, remember, Assad gave the Russians a port in Syria in which they could reestablish their logistics capability for the future because after the fall of the Soviet Union, uh, Russia, for all intents and purposes, as a world power, was decimated. And... They're slowly rebuilding. Look what's happening in Ukraine. They invaded. They're still there. They're losing people daily. It's not getting the press. But let's turn our attention to areas where maybe we have a little bit more control and we can cause a little bit more chaos and we can use surrogates. Their chief surrogate is Iran. Iran is still 
causing trouble in Iraq, which is about to crumble, and Turkey sitting in a key position. And don't forget, Turkey wants to buy Russian arms as well as American arms, and we have an air base in Turkey. Right. I was just going to say, weren't they our allies? And are they still? Or what the heck is that relationship? Well, that's a crazy relationship. And it goes directly back to Erdogan, the uh, so-called leader of Turkey. He's really a dictator, under working under the guise of a democratically elected leader of a country. Yeah, vote for me or I'll kill you, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and... He's scared to death of the Kurds who want their own country, and they've been causing trouble for thousands of years. It's, it's a total mess. The president, uh, in his judgment, said, enough is enough. We're going nowhere, and it's time to bring the boys home. And that's what he's doing. Okay, but everybody is screaming, everybody from Pat Robertson to, to uh, you know, people are just saying, we're abandoning the Kurds, the Kurds are our friends, we're allowing them to be slaughtered. I mean, and, and you just said something in passing, and you said, Iraq's about to fall. I mean, that's got to be tough for you. I mean, you were Operation Desert Storm, Desert Shield, you were knee-deep in crocodiles there. Well, part of the problem with regard to Iraq is... The Iranians have infiltrated, they're causing trouble, and we have to watch our back a lot more than we had to. Uh, The government in Baghdad is not stable, Uh, and you had the Kurds, don't forget, in Iraq where the oil was, and they wanted their own country. And we kind of led them on and said, well, just be patient, we'll help you, eventually you'll get your own country. Well, Erdogan doesn't want that. He doesn't want a Kurdistan, per se. And there's Kurds in Turkey that are causing internal problems there. So believe me when I tell you when the president decided to pull out, and by the way, the people that we had there helping uh, the Kurds, who were really carrying the ball, were the best we had. They were Delta Force people. Uh, and for your listeners who not are, are not aware, uh, take an Army Ranger, Green Beret, Airborne, and put them all together, and you have Delta Force. It is. It makes the SEAL team. They're they're the equivalent of the SEAL team. Okay, so they're there. So, but but now, uh, there's so many things, and, and I you know it's hard to figure them out. Like for instance, here it says. Um, Turkey shelled prison holding ISIS fighters. Kurds have been betrayed. Erdogan threatens to send millions of refugees to Europe. Trump's decision tests bounds of Republican support. So, I mean, what, what ISIS. I mean, I thought ISIS was, you know, just about decimated. Yeah. yeah. They, they were. They were under control, but they were, they were never eliminated totally. Well, you said last time, and I heard the tape, you said ISIS is a mentality rather than a bunch of people. You said that there could be ISIS mentality all over the world. That's correct. And there is. And the fact that the Kurds were maintaining uh, discipline and control by holding the prisoners and keeping them in one place made stuff, it made it safe for us at the time. Uh, The Kurds feel that perhaps we abandoned them. Maybe we did. It was not right. 
uh, from a strictly military decision, uh, the military was opposed to it. Uh, and as you said, and as we've talked previously, we have a, a very important air base in Turkey. Uh, some people have said, well, Trump's money's involved because of Trump Towers and yeah, they said they're going to build Trump in Tower Istanbul. Istanbul. Yeah, yeah. Well, there are Trump Towers in Istanbul, but he doesn't own them. He just <laughs> he sold his name, <laughs> and some Turkish developers bought the name, licensed it, and created Trump Towers. Uh, Trump has no basic interest in Turkey. Okay, so. <laughs> What is the deal with the ISIS prisoners? I mean, are we going to? I mean, it, the, the well, perception is that they're, that they're letting ISIS prisoners release and that they're going to come and they're going to go after us because they hate us. Well, they do hate us and they want the end of us. They're not. They're not going to get us. Uh, eventually, we're going to have to take some kind of action. The problem is with the Kurds fighting the Turks. Uh, and now Israel is starting to look at the situation. Uh, they're very concerned. They have a uh, a fundamental uh, basic respect and admiration for the Kurds. And remember, we talked Israel's having a few problems of their own right now in forming a new government. And Erdogan would like to be the new leader of the Middle East, basically take the role of Netanyahu had of being the strong man and nobody's going to challenge him. Right. Uh, he wants to create the caliphate, according to some <laughs> analysts, yeah. Well, that that could well be, but he won't, he won't do it. Uh, Israel and Turkey have had a shaky relationship. It's supposed to be a friendly relationship, but it goes up and down. Uh, and then we have our good friends, the Chinese, and let's not leave them out of the picture because, as I said before, everything is intertwined like an octopus. China and Israel have started talking and have started doing different trade deals with each other. Uh, so they're not at all displeased with turmoil in the Middle East. As I said, Mr. Putin is very happy with what's going on because it helps his position. It reinforces his base. Uh, the Iranians, who don't like ISIS to begin with, they're not all that displeased because they have a chance to help themselves considering the sanctions that we put on that country. They're in trouble, too. Now, you mentioned Delta Force, and, and we have a, a, a text that comes in from someone. Can you give us an idea of how many troops the president pulled out of Syria? I have heard one news source say it was something like 30. So is 30 people real? And is, how could that make a, such a big difference? I mean, what are we talking about? We're talking less than 2,000 troops. Wow. Total. Yeah. Now, they were being supported, for example, with field artillery uh, and airstrikes out of our bases and forces in Iraq. We're having trouble in Iraq. The people are not paying attention to it. I mean, certain people are. But the Iranians are causing all kinds of, let me be polite and call it mischief, in Iraq right now that's causing severe problems for the country. We have to watch our back with our Iraqi bases. Uh, we were basically just supporting the Kurds who were carrying the ball in Syria. 
Uh, we effectively destroyed ISIS as a traditionally thought of military force. When you think of armies like the 82nd Airborne or the first Panzer that the Germans had, uh, ISIS was at that point. We, we destroyed that. We've broken them back down to at best squad levels, which is a minimal force. They're back to being individual terrorists. We've destroyed their major leadership. Can they regroup? Possibly. Will we take notice of it? Absolutely. Will we take uh, with our allies, the British, the Germans, the French, New Zealand, Australia, Everybody's watching what's going on. All right. Lieutenant Colonel Joe Albert is here with us, and we're talking about this whole situation there. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll continue to take your phone calls and your texts. 883-0098-1800-437-0098. We'll be right back on WILK. All right, just about seven minutes now before four o'clock. Lieutenant Colonel Joe Albert is here with us, and we're talking about this situation in Turkey. We have lots of questions that have come in by text, and Mike is calling from Old Forge with a question for the colonel. How are you, Michael? Pretty good. Thank you, gentlemen. I just was wondering, I always was more uh, worried about Iran than any other country in that area, but if uh, the Lieutenant Colonel Albert can tell me how strong Iran and also Turkey's military power really is, and I'll take the answer off the air. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, Michael. All right, there's a retired Marine. <laughs> well, Iran, uh, the Revolutionary Guard, which is Iran's military, is very strong for the region. Uh, outside the region, that's a different story because everything, you people have to remember that when they think of the average soldier, they think of someone with a gun in a foxhole. But it takes five to seven people to support that individual. Uh, logistically, Iran has a problem outside of Iran when they don't control a country totally. For example, they really control Syria through the Russians as a courtesy. And as a result, uh, they can spread themselves too thin also. Uh, they've got terrorist operations working uh, throughout the Middle East. They have two major goals, to defeat the United States, destroy Trump. They want him as a one-term president as best, and they want to drive Israel into the sea. And what they're doing is encouraging and supplying Hezbollah and other terrorist organizations in Lebanon, Egypt, uh, These are bad guys. <laughs> they're, they're, not, they're not good people. But the Iranian people have their own problems. Our sanctions that we that the president put on Iran are really hurting. All right, we got to take a break here. I know we got lots and lots and lots of stuff to talk about. But the colonel will be with us through the news. So stay with us. We'll be right back, WILK. You heard the news. Now, let's talk let's about talk it. About it. This is the Frank Andrew Frank Show. Andrew Show. Andrew Show. The issues you care about, the information you need to know, and most importantly, local talk. Local talk with 2020 traffic and weather together. And weather together. And now. And now. And now. Northeast Pennsylvania. Northeast Pennsylvania. Here's Frank Andrews. Frank Andrews. 
Ten minutes now after four o'clock an hour. Number two of the Frank Andrews program, powered by DePetro's Hometown Pharmacy. Find out about the new pill box, an easy and free way to manage your medication. DePetroPharmacy.com or give them a call, 570-209-7440. Okay, Lieutenant Colonel Joe Albert, our military analyst, is here. Uh, talked to him during the week and said, we got to talk about this whole situation in Turkey and, and Syria. And I'm amazed at the number of people who are really interested in this whole situation in Syria. And Joe is calling from Sawyersville with a question for the colonel. What's up, Joseph? Hi, Frank. Uh, I never really felt that Donald Trump had much of a chance of winning re-election, and this is one of the reasons. He is not trustworthy. Now, the fact that Trump has stabbed, stabbed our allies, the Kurds, in the back, how will this make us look to the rest of the world? Okay, Joe, how is this going to be perceived in the rest of the world? Unfortunately, it's not going to be perceived well. I mean, the problem is the United when when things get tough, what do people do? They turn to the United States. For so long, we've been the policemen of the world, whether we like it or not. At first, we welcomed the rule. And later on, we found that maybe we don't want to be the policemen of the world. And it's hard to get rid of that badge of honor. That's that's true. People and the president has said he doesn't want to be the policeman in the world. But you're right; people turn to us. Absolutely. So, how is this going to affect relations with our allies? I think in the short run, it's not going to help. In the long run, it it's going to depend on how the situation plays out. Uh, the key right now is to get Erdogan back in his place. Uh, right now place? he's running wild because he's the only strong man in that part of the world. I mean, Assad thinks he is in Syria, but Assad's just a puppet. He's controlled by Iran. Iran is controlled by the Russians. And the U.S. sanctions are hurting Iran. Don't forget, uh, with the public sanctions that we've already put on Iran, we've also conducted a very major cyber attack on the country. And Iran is hurting. Internally, they're having all kinds of significant problems with the younger population that they don't have and didn't expect to have with what's going on today. All right. Back to the phones we go. Luciano, you have a question or comment. What's up? Yeah, I'm ticked off. I was in the military and I served honorably. And this, uh, the, the only one that's, a lot of soldiers are coming home, post-traumatic stress disorder, coming home with missing arms, missing legs. And the neocons, and this general colonel, I could care less. He, he's a neocon and I don't care because I'm just frustrated with these, these we're, we haven't accomplished a damn thing in Afghanistan 19 years. We haven't accomplished a damn thing in these Muslim countries. Thank you for your time. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it's hard to argue with them. Uh, the problem, as I said before, is the world's a big place. We play a major role in the world, whether we like it or not. The fact we're now energy independent gives us a new opportunity to look at things that we didn't have 10 years ago, where we were not in the position we're in now. Now, we that, now that's, that's interesting because that question was the fact that we are energy independent. How does that influence our Middle East policy? Well, I think it, it changes it in this respect. Uh, if they decide to block oil, it doesn't affect us. 
it affects other countries. We're not going to allow that to happen. And the proof of that is the Saudi Arabia thing, the attack. Absolutely. Right. Everybody said Absolutely. gas will be $4 a gallon in a week, and it wasn't. <laughs> and, and what's happened? They've come back. Yeah. It's come back. Uh, the situation with the Middle East from a military standpoint, we still have strong relationship with the countries we need to have one with. Uh, we don't want to have a, a bad relationship with Iran. They're the ones that are calling the shots, saying, you're no good, we're going to destroy you, yeah, we're going to gonna, America, we're gonna yeah. get you. We're not saying that to Iran. They're saying it to us. Now, Luciano was obviously frustrated, and we could hear that in his voice, but what are your thoughts on Afghanistan? Is there any reason why we should stay there? I mean, or should we just yank out of there, too? Well, I've never been a fan of what's happening in Afghanistan. I mean, we're, we've been there almost 20 years. I think it was a mistake. The Russians learned their lesson. Uh, Churchill, over 100 years ago, said, don't get involved. The place is useless. It's still a tribal country, Whether no matter what we try to do. Uh, the government is a government in name only. The Taliban controls, I'd say today, over 80% of the country. Uh, there was a political analyst from Afghanistan the other day who was on one of the talk shows and said, you don't understand, if, if America leaves and we're not fighting America... We'll fight each other. <laughs> that's, I, that's a very astute observation. Uh, Af, aside from growing poppies, Af, Afghanistan has no purpose in the world whatsoever. All right, back to the phone. We have lots of phone calls here, Colonel. Jerry in Plains, what's your question? Well, kind of my question was answered already by Colonel Albert. But what I view in the paper, it's always negative about Syria. Uh, and what I see on TV, it's always negative. Uh, because of that, I formed an uh, unfavorable position on Trump. Now... What Colonel Albert is saying, I mean, uh, he's such an honest guy, he appears to be, uh, I changed that to favorable. Now, doesn't the allies and the Kurds, don't they, don't they speak with our leaders and come to a, a conclusion like Colonel Albert is saying? I will call, or I'll hang up and listen. Okay. Um, yeah, now th that, that kind of ties into a bunch of questions here. The, the media came out and said, the president did this, and the Pentagon was blindsided. Now, you were part of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. The president just doesn't sit down and call Syria and say, okay, guys, come home with nobody else knowing about it, right? No. <laughs> very, very simply, there, there's a mechanism in yeah. place. Now, did, were they supportive? No. Let, let's be honest. They were not supportive. Did he do the right thing? I mean, in his mind, he believes he did the right thing. And by the way, he let Erdogan know we were leaving. And Erdogan said, don't worry, I'm not going to upset the apple cart. Well, who's the bigger liar yeah, in this really. case? Who okay, you, Who do you trust? Uh, the Kurds got the raw end of the deal. And the public, the world public, is starting to take note of that. And I think you're going to see within the next 48 hours a situation more or less stabilizing in that part of the region. Uh, Turkey will be reined in. Uh, Putin is, is rubbing his hands, smiling, laughing. But he's, he's going to get to the point where he's going to say to Erdogan, enough is enough already. All right, Frank and Old Four, what's your question for the colonel? What a pleasure, Colonel. Uh, you know, 
Erdogan is consolidating power very quickly, and he's a ruthless dictator. As evidenced, by as soon as we pulled out, he started bombing. But look ahead, 10, 15 years. I think that he's going to challenge the Saudis for control of the Middle East because if if Bolton left because he was in a disagreement with Trump and Pompeo said we want an air base there, then we don't have anybody on the ground meeting the Kurds to do the footwork who are our allies. So what do you think about that whole scenario? What just happened, the consolidation of power and the eventual challenge? Because Turkey has nukes. Wow. Okay. We can listen off air because we got a bazillion phone calls. Go ahead, Colonel. Well, like I said, the, the Kurds got the, the ones that were blindsided were the Kurds. They knew it was coming, though. Uh, we kind of led them to believe, don't worry, it's not going to happen. But we did not have the forces in place to basically stop Turkey. If they wanted to come, they, they would have come. They had battalions of tanks. They had the regiments. They had the foot soldiers. We have the air power. Uh, could we have stopped them? Yes. Would we have stopped them? I don't think they would have done it if we didn't tell them we were leaving and they said, don't worry, we're not going to cause trouble. Okay, now when you said in the next 48 hours it's going to stabilize, the president came out and said, if Turkey doesn't play according to the rules. I'll destroy their economy. I can't. Uh, do you think that that was something that will will kind of put the, the controls on Erdogan? I think there's... Remember, we've discussed in the past what's called back-channel communications. Right. Believe me, the back-channels have been humming and whirring, <laughs> and and they're talking. Uh, the British are talking. The, the Germans are talking. We're talking with the Russians. The Russians are talking. Uh, Israel has made it very clear that they're not going to tolerate this. Uh, eventually, I'll see, you'll see something like the United Nations trying to get involved. Uh, Erdogan will eventually calm down and say, look, I did what I had to do for my people. In his mind, he thought he was doing the right thing. He didn't. And it's going to come back and bite them. All right. 20 minutes after 4 o'clock, 883-0098, We'll take a break, give you an update on traffic and weather. And here's, here's a question, <laughs> and you can think about this, Colonel. Would you please ask the Colonel just to explain why I should care about what's going on in Syria and with Turkey? We'll be right back on WYLK. Colonel's with us for the next five minutes. Now, if you don't think people are paying close attention to what's going on, before we get to Donna's question, uh, let's see. My fear is that Turkey will allow Russia to control the Bosporus Straits and the Dardanelles, which Russia and the USSR have coveted for years. The Colonel's thoughts, please. <laughs> well, that may be a goal. That may be the price that Erdogan exhorts to calm down. And stop what he's doing. Wow. Now, so, Donna's question, why, why should the average person in Mountaintop care? For humanity's sake, just because of what's happening to the Kurds from a, a just a pure humanitarian viewpoint. Well, now, that's interesting to hear you say that. I believe it was Nikki Haley, who, who I like. I think she's a tough cookie, you know. She came out and she said she's worried that this will be ethnic cleansing by Erdogan. I think she's right. I think she's right. We have to stop that. 
that's our responsibility as the police the supreme nation in the world. I mean, whether listen, whether you like our government or not, this is the people are not flocking to go to Russia. They're not flocking to go to the Ukraine. Look at what's happening in Hong Kong. We can't forget our good Chinese friends. They're not friends. They're adversaries. We are the only free, independent country in the world. People want to come here. You ask anybody that wants to immigrate, where do they want to go? They want to become an American. There's a reason for that. Yeah, for sure. Now... Before we run out of time, what part of the world should we be looking at, Colonel, <laughs> that we're not paying attention to that you are? Well, don't forget, we've, we've discussed this in the past. We always have <clears throat> the critical uh, crisis occurring between Pakistan and India. They're still squabbling over Kashmir. And, of course, we can't forget our friends in North Korea. Uh they're not happy. They're not going away. And we have to come to terms somehow. So let's just watch and see what happens. Okay. And I'll be back soon, probably. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's <laughs> just it. I mean, you know, things get calm for a little while, then they go crazy. Uh, what, what, What's your plans for Veterans Day or anything that you can share? We're having a, a major program down on Courthouse Square in Scranton. Uh, I can't tell you... Uh, confirm the speaker, but it's going to be regarding veterans and veterans' problems, specifically suicide and opioid abuse yeah. among veterans. Yeah, you mentioned the suicide problem last time you were here. And it's, it's a major problem it throughout is. the country. And opioid address, uh, abuse is a significant problem, especially here in northeastern Pennsylvania. Wow, that's that's a sad situation. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for your service. Thank you for all your answers. And what are the Powerball numbers? <laughs> 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 all right, we're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we'll get into the rest of the politics of the day. I know that we have lots of people who have lots to say about the Fox poll, about the Giuliani stuff that's going on. So if you were calling and you were on hold, you can call back, 883 one 800-437-0098. Frank Andrew Show, WILK. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.